HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. For more information, visit Corin.com. I'm Erin Fairbanks, host of The Farm Report. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to Japan Eats. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, a food writer and a director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deeper understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from our studio at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every deli and supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I will try to demystify it in this program with my co-guests. And my guest today is Rona Tison, who is a Senior Vice President of Corporate Relations at the leading green tea company, Itoen, North America. I'm sure many of you have, been, uh, have seen or tasted Itoen's tea tea in colorful pet bottles. And today we'll talk about health benefits of green tea, how to make a great cup of green tea, and more. So we're going to have a great show. Hello, Rona, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Akiko. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. And uh, first of all, so let's talk about your background. Uh, you are half Japanese and grew up in Japan and fluent Japanese and are familiar with Japanese culture. So where did you grow up in Japan? Well, I actually was born here in New Jersey, and then I moved to Hawaii, and then I did move to Tokyo, mm. lived in Tokyo, um, and then eventually moved to Okinawa. So a lot of my formative years was actually on Okinawa, mm. although every summer I would go to Tokyo to spend with my Japanese grandparents. Wow. So it's the best two parts of a Japanese whole experience. Yes, I was very fortunate to experience sort of bo- both cultures. Mm. So, but how did you get into the world of tea? Well, I would have to say, you know, being half Japanese, I mean, tea is such an inherent part of the culture. Mm. Um, you know, every time I would be in Japan or visiting my grandmother, the first thing was, you know, mama, ocha dozo. You know, nothing started without tea. We mm. would sit down, she'd uh, prepare a nice uh, pot of Japanese sencha. Mm. So we would enjoy tea. And of course, everywhere you go in Japan, uh, you know, part of the welcome and the hospitality is with tea. Mm. Um as well as I think I was probably about, oh gosh, 17 years old. I was having a, a sushi with my mother. Mm. 
and she I was taking the lid off my miso soup the 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 lid mm-hmm. and she looked at me and she said mama tetsuki no warikoto which basically is my goodness you are so clumsy <laughs> and she said you've got to go and learn ocha you know chado mm-hmm. which is the japanese tea ceremony mm-hmm. so i was sort of not only grew up with uh, the japanese culture but also the introduction of learning uh, chado mm-hmm. really had an impact in terms of my appreciation for just all things japanese Mm, that's interesting because, uh, you know, tea ceremony tend to be seen as kind of rituals, like kind of like a hobby or something. But it's a foundation of how you behave and yes, how you yes. respect and yes. the very important part of Japanese culture. Well, I think what's interesting, I think uh, traditionally in Japan, every sort of young uh, woman was introduced to learning tea ceremony because they would also learn about uh, you know, uh, flower arrangement and in terms of grace and etiquette mm. and so forth. So um, it really had a very profound uh, impact on my appreciation for one, the Japanese culture, and of course, Nihoncha, Japanese tea. <laughs> mm, right. Okay. And But before joining Toitoen, um, joining Toitoen, you worked in the hotel and the service industry, including uh, Debris Hotels. So what made you change your career? Well, I have to say, you know, I started my career, I graduated from UC Berkeley in California, and it was a time when there's a lot of travel from Japan, and so I started my career with uh, Hilton Hotels in San Francisco, mm. and there was a lot of um, the hospitality business, and so of course I was able to use my language, you know, having the bilingual aspect. Mm. Uh, through my hotel experience, you know, I went from uh, experiencing tour and travel to food and beverage too. And so somehow I got into sort of the food and beverage catering um, experience through mm-hmm. hospitality hotels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I then later joined um, a French chain called Air France. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry, Meridian Hotel, which was Air France kind of right. operated. And then later um, I had an opportunity. I met with a Japanese company, and they, of course, were launching a retail operation here in New York City. Mm. And... So I did join the company where I was able to use my East and West experience. And mm-hmm. somehow we fell into doing uh, retail tea as well as my hotel background. Interesting. But I did also launch uh, W Hotels here in New York City. And when it was a new concept, and I was able to once again, uh, you know, apply a lot of my, and I'd have to say a lot of my Japanese heritage has helped because I think in Japan, there is so much uh, attention to customer service. Mm. So I was able to apply that also in my hotel experience. Mm. But there's a lot of crossover in terms of, as I mentioned, the tea summer, the hospitality, serving tea, um, and again, my food and beverage experience through mm. the hotel right. industry. But what really was very um, exciting for me was uh, having the opportunity to meet Itoen when they decided to open up a um, operation here in the United States to mm. really introduce an authentic green tea culture. Mm. And that spoke uh, very much to my heart. Okay, right. So it sounds like uh, you have a kind of destiny to work for a company. Yes. Right. And so what are your responsibility at Daytoen? Well, my title, of course, is uh, Senior VP of Corporate Relations. I've been with the company since inception. Um, I do a lot of the PR events, but all aspects, I would have to say, mm. um, of the operation. Uh, we have grown tremendously with the uh, growing awareness of, of green tea and the distribution of our ready-to-drink 
beverages you mentioned, our teas, tea line. Mm-hmm. Um, we've expanded a, a, a number of different uh, flavors. We still also have our uh, Oyocha, which is our original mm-hmm. number one selling green tea in Japan. I still remember when it, it was it would be available in Japan. I yes. like the tea too, so a long time ago. <laughs> well, I think, um, you know, Itoan's history actually is, I mean, we have a long history of over 50 years mm. and we were the first company or the first, yeah, to be able to introduce an unsweetened bottled green tea. Mm. So uh, that I would have to say we pioneered this um, technology and we really had quite an impact even in Japan, mm. uh, revolutionizing how Japanese were drinking green tea. Right. That's interesting because it used to be a dichotomy, like it's really sugary sweet or just like, like you know, grandmother serving bitter tea. Yes. Which kind of people started to learn. It's a really delicious, high-quality tea. Right. And uh, so so the Itoen, yeah, it was established in six, 1966, so it's, it's 50 years, like you said. Um, so the it, I, I found the market share of Itoen in Japan is 35% of this super competitive green tea segment because if you go to a Japanese convenience store then you can see at least like 10 different kinds of tea green tea brands on the shelf so it's amazing um, so what about uh, Etonia America when, when was uh, Etonia America established and, uh, well, we first came here in 2001 okay. and launched I think the first ready to drink that we did introduce was in 2002 mm. um, you can imagine it was very new and different at the time uh, the fact that it was unsweetened mm. and so uh, it was initially quite a challenge. I think Americans were very, when, they, when I would ask people mm. green tea, they said, oh, yes, we drink green tea, but it would be a very sugary green tea that really had very little green tea in it. Right. So, you know, Itoan's mission was to really educate and introduce a really high-quality, great-tasting, pure green tea. Mm. And uh, fortunately, we're seeing that uh, the trend is certainly leaning towards... Um, a healthier lifestyle, mm-hmm. which very, I think, encompasses what what we do at Itoan. Right. Okay. Yes, yeah, remember, I like uh, I visited one uh, really nice friend of you know my, my friend's parents, and happened they they offered me green tea, and then would you like have some cream or sugar? I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. It may be tasty, yeah. but <laughs> well, that's the cultural difference. Right. Um, well, it's interesting because the uh, founder, uh, Masano Honjo, um, had said they wanted to create even in Japan they realized the young generation was not taking the time to actually brew the leaf tea mm-hmm. in the kusu, the traditional teapot mm-hmm. so it was the time let's say when there was the Walkman and creating a more beverage that could be taken on the go mm-hmm. and so that was when there was a lot of uh, attention to creating something that could be mobile mm-hmm. and still be have an authentic taste. Right. Okay. So um, I still remember the Itoan used to have a beautiful tea room and a restaurant called the Kai on Upper East Side. So are they permanently closed now? Well, the lease was up. Um, There's a time we decided to sort of, you know, regroup and concentrate on our ready to drink because there was so much um, mm. <clears throat> growth and demand distribution. So, um, yes. Okay. Well, it's a shame because I really like the Well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I ask because to me, um, I think your role is more than just selling authentic green tea. It's more like cultural education. Right, right. Right. So 
the restaurant and the tea room was uh, it's kind of a go-to place to learn. Japanese yes, well, thank culture. you. And, you know, eventually that can happen again. We just, um, I think, uh, really wanted to sort of uh, focus in terms of uh, what we were doing, of course, in Japan was to really expand our ready-to-drink beverage mm-hmm. industry. And, of course, lots now being done online as well. So a lot of our teas are still available mm-hmm. online. But uh, we have our Matcha Love stores, which are um, on the West Coast and here at um, at the Mitsuwa. Mm. But in New uh, Jersey. Yes, yes. Okay, right. And uh, I heard that the green tea market in the U.S. has been growing tremendously, and uh, I'm sure you have been contributed, contributing to the growth. So thank you for that. And uh, I found that the imports of Japanese green tea totaled $34 million in 2014, and it was 15% of the total green tea export from Japan. So who's drinking Japanese green tea in this country? Well, it's pretty amazing because I think when we first started, people who were drinking just strictly for hearing that they, they knew that green tea had health benefits, but we're seeing that there really is a greater appreciation for all the different taste nuances, the different varieties of green tea. Uh, people, of course, have become a lot more health conscious today. Mm. There's also a, a great um, uh, excitement and interest in Japanese cuisine, all things Japanese food culture, mm. which uh, sort of makes sense just even with having the right beverages to kind of enjoy with the cuisine. Mm. But uh, we're seeing all sort of walks, I mean, from different age groups. Um, you know, a lot of uh, people are really appreciation even with the understanding and for the umami mm. taste uh, again as as people are appreciating the true taste of a of an authentic tea mm. experience uh, it's more culinary versus experience. a yes well versus a sort of a powdered or concentrate and all this mm. wow okay so because american people in general are becoming more curious about the actual food and ingredients yes yes right. and i guess the inherent uh, value of, of drinking the health benefits of green tea. Mm. Um, there's also the fact that uh, green tea also has um, the, of course, the catechins, which mm-hmm. are the tea polyphenols, right. which um, helps the fr- uh, fights the free radicals in the body and mm-hmm. really helps with, um, you know, reducing a lot of risks in terms of the, right. the, the chronic illnesses. Right. I'm going to talk about uh, the whole health benefit thing a little later. Oh, good. Okay. We'll touch on that. I then. think it's because okay. people are really curious about yes. that. Yes. Right. And uh, so what kind of tea are uh, people drinking, uh, like ready-to-drink bottled tea or loose-leaf tea? Well, we're seeing both. I think that uh, <clears throat> there's, of course, the convenience factor of the ready-to-drink. Um, our teas tea have been incredibly popular because people like, you know, on-the-go um, we, it is a pure, authentic, all it is is, you know, brewed green tea. There's nothing added to it. Mm. Um, purified water, premium loose leaf teas brewed, and uh, natural absorbic vitamin C. Mm. So uh, we're seeing that they're ready to drink, as well as people are also experimenting and enjoying the leaf tea mm. within their home as well. Uh, we're seeing people are getting far more knowledgeable and experienced um, and I often compare it to even the wine industry. Mm. You know, once upon a time, it was just you know drinking red wine or white wine. People are much more knowledgeable mm. with the different varietals. We have customers, of course, are really appreciating appreciating the arrival of, let's say, Shincha, mm. which is the you know the new tea. The, it's the first pick of the first crop. Mm. It's uh, much you know excitement around it. It's almost like the rival the, of the Beaujolais Nouveau. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but uh, with Shinsha, we have a waiting list of oh, people wow. who really appreciate the you know the freshness <laughs> of it. Mm. Um, we also have uh, the Gyokuro, which is considered mm. one of the finest green teas, shade-grown green tea. So we're seeing, uh, you know, the American market is getting much more aware of quality green teas, the great taste, mm. um, the flavor nuances once again, the different aromas. Mm. So we're seeing kind of an expansive growth in that uh, the leaf tea, as well as a tea drinker doesn't always want to be preparing with a teapot. They also want to be out the door, right. you know, in their their car in their backpack going to yoga or something. Mm-hmm. So we offer both, which mm. has been well, really that's wonderful. interesting. Um, it seems like people approaching green tea just like they approach a coffee. Yes. Right? Yes. So, I mean, they, I mean, coffee is already everyone's drink, but then uh, slowly maybe green tea is replacing the habit of like making at home. They don't mind right. spending a bit of money, like buying uh, expensive coffee beans. Right. Well, I think what's unique also um, with tea, green tea, is the uh, amino acid L theanine. Mm. So it gives you a sense of calm. Mm. The you know it's a calm alertness. So let's say coffee has caffeine. Mm-hmm. Tea also has caffeine, right. the third of what coffee has. But the um, balance with the L-theanine gives you that sort of sense of a of alertness, but it gives you a sense of calm and mm. relaxation. So it's kind of a synergy. Yes, picking both yes. best parts. Yes. Okay, and I heard it's. Uh, you don't feel jittery or there's no drop of energy. Right, which yeah. coffee tends to have. Mm. Whereas with the green tea, because of the L-theanine, it doesn't give you that sort of mm. um, edge. Okay. So long, long-lasting, long maybe more calmer. Right, much calmer. And, you know, one of the reasons why the Zen monks mm. used to drink mm-hmm. <clears throat> the green tea, of course, with matcha, uh, was the fact there'd be this sense of uh, calm, but also mental clarity and focus, right. which, I mean, the L-theanin mm. um, has that, that benefit. Okay. Otherwise, when, when they meditate, they could fall asleep yes, or they get yeah. excited. Right. But they would have focus. Mm. Calm. Okay. Um, so I understand you sell tea to retail stores, but what about restaurants? We do. We mm. actually do. We have a number of uh, different channels. Uh, you know, as Itoan grows here in this country... Um, it's been very exciting for me to, to witness is uh, the availability. So yes, we we go to, with you know small specialty gourmet stores to mm-hmm. the large uh, markets, supermarkets, uh, to the Whole Foods, um, and also in restaurants. A mm-hmm. lot of chefs uh, really enjoy experimenting, incorporating tea mm-hmm. in their cuisine, right. um, you know, leaf tea, um, as well as uh, of course the matcha. Mm. Not a green tea. Right. And also, I, like in somewhere like 11 Branson Park, they have a tea sommelier. Yes. So, like, just like uh, craft beer or s- s- apple cider, hot yes. cider, you have to have a good tea on yes, your Yes, absolutely. Right. Okay. Um, and then, so let's talk about the health benefit you mentioned because I think it's really important. Uh, so what's the health benefit? <laughs> well, with green tea, you know, there's the catechins, which we often hear EGCG. And that is um, the T polyphenols that, again, invites the free radicals in the body. So it's a study show that it really helps uh, prevent a lot of um, chronic illnesses. It, uh, you know, green tea also helps very much. Studies find that for cardio, 
vascular mm. health, um, for, for also good bone health, wow. um, also oral hygiene. Mm-hmm. We often hear anti-aging for skin. Mm-hmm. I mean, green tea has just a multitude of vitamins, um, minerals, and again, I think the main being the catechins, which, which I think is what separates the, the green teas from the black teas. The green tea has quite mm-hmm. a bit more of the EGCG content. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious about the bone health because... Well, you know, it helps also for osteoporosis. And um, so, yes, it, it's just... And every year the list gets longer and longer in terms of what studies are finding mm-hmm. in terms of... Uh, you know, what green tea does for, for overall health and wellness. Mm. Okay. And uh, I found another list of all those things, and then that can prevent cancer and uh, increase fat burning. Well, and it helps, <laughs> yes. It it's helps boost metabolism. Mm. So um, it also is good in helping kind of maintain good overall mm. weight okay. as well. Right. And what about, like, sometimes I have... Issues with caffeine because it can cause stomachache. So is there any good way to drink green tea without having any stomachache? Well, I, I think that, um, again, you know, I think the, the balance with the amino acid mm. sort of prevents a lot of that uh, sort of reaction. But, you know, I, I do have uh, friends who are a little bit more caffeine sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, hojicha is a very, is a, a tea that's much very low in caffeine. Mm. Um, and sometimes, you know, if you like, uh, some people I know like to steep the tea first, mm-hmm. you know, for the first steeping, so it extracts the caffeine, mm-hmm. so they will go for a second steeping. But it really uh-huh. depends, you know, uh, on the individual. Okay, so the yeah. second steeping has, has less caffeine, all the, yeah. but it, the whole benefit still stays. Yes, yes, but it mm-hmm. just sort of immediately extracts it. But, you know, I would, again, have to say that, uh, you know, I very rarely hear... Yeah, just because I think overall, um, you know, it's very balanced with, again, the amino acids. Um, so. Okay. I'll try, try uh, the second steeping <laughs> okay. today because yeah. I really like the, the flavor. That's great. Right. Okay. And hojicha, you've tried the hojicha, right. which is known to have, you know, far less caffeine. Mm-hmm. Right. Actually, my father has the same kind of stomach oh, condition, right? so he always had a hojicha. Oh, is that right? right. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. And uh, I found the statistics. So uh, in it's, it shows how um, great uh, the green tea is to decrease uh, risk of dying and help your liver live longer. And in the study of 4,000 Japanese adults, who are those who drank the most green tea, which means five or more cups a day, were significantly less likely to die during an 11-year period. And their age group was like 58. And this from heart disease, 30% lower in women and 22% per- lo- 20%, 22% lower in men. And this from a stroke, 42% lower in women and 35% lower in men. So let's drink green tea. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's plenty of reasons to enjoy green tea, and okay. as I mentioned, it just the studies continue to really um, show that there's just such great benefits. Mm. Um, and you know, this is what they're suggesting. I mean, recently, I mean, it was ovarian cancer reducing the risk. But um, you know, I just think a lot of it is also sort of the mental, the mental health mm. of just the calming aspect of it, right. um, the whole ritual of enjoying tea as well Mm. and part of the beauty about tea is also 
you know, sharing with friends the hospit, you know, the hospitality. I mean, you could enjoy it in solitude, mm. a moment to relax and have a cup of tea, or you can entertain and share great conversations. So right. all those activities are, are great, I think, just in terms of overall hmm. health, right. mental health. Right. And uh, like your mother, uh, grandmother offered tea yes. when you sit down, yes. and it's like a welcoming hospitality. Exactly. Right. It's that spirit. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's like even Turkey or England, there's a tea culture, people gather around yes. tea. Well, it's interesting because the Japanese tea ceremony, mm. um, Chado, the four principles mm-hmm. are wa Say Jaku, which translates into harmony, respect, purity, and tranquility. Mm. And that's very deep rooted right. into the Japanese tea culture.、Mm. And also, overall society, even. That's true. Yes, right? yes. So that's amazing. All right, so、um, let's take a quick break, break here, and then when we come back, we'll talk about matcha,、uh, which is becoming very popular in the US. So please stay with us. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. Corin is proud of their Japanese culture and traditions, but they want you to know that their products are not just for Japanese restaurants. Their knives and tableware bring out the best qualities of food from every culture and fit into every restaurant, from French to Pan Asian to American, and that is why they're located in New York City, where people from every country in the world come to eat. Corin's unique store in Lower Manhattan is home to perhaps the most extensive collection of Japanese chef knives in the world, including Japan, plus the rarest natural sharpening stones and exquisitely designed tableware. They also host special events such as knife sharpening demonstrations and parties with New York's most famous chefs and restaurateurs. Corin is dedicated to this ideal, bringing the implicit and elegance of Japanese culture to your table, be it in your home or in the finest restaurant. For more information, visit Corin.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Japanese broadcasting live from a studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, and my guest today is、uh, Rona Tisson, who is a senior vice president of corporate relations at the leading tea company, Toen, North America. So,、um, there's so many types of Japanese teas. So, what types of Japanese teas should beginners know about? Well, of course, there's the loose leaf tea. Crescentia、mm-hmm. is the classic tea. And in the world of the leaf tea, there's also the、um, hojicha, which is a roasted、mm-hmm. green tea. There's also the genmaicha,、mm-hmm. which is the, roast,、uh, the, the green tea, sencha with the roasted rice. Yeah, people is, like a lot. Oh, people do love the, genmaicha, genmaicha, the genmaicha.、Mm-hmm. Um, one, because I think it has sort of a nutty,、mm-hmm. uh, almost like a popcorn. Right. But, but really, I have to say that、um, whereas sencha tends to be a little bit more herbaceous and grassy,、mm. so a lot of people who are very unfamiliar like to 
you know, we sort of suggest maybe coming in through a, a genmai mm-hmm. job. Right, because it's, uh, it's like visibly, you can see all those cracker. Yes, you know, tiny yes, you can see the roasted crackers. rice. Right, and then it's like, to me, it's nutty, toasty. Yes, right? yes. So it, that's incredibly popular now. And, and people are actually using genmai cha even in cooking now. Wow. Yes. But uh, oh, I, how, I how they do that? Well, they'll they'll put it uh, they'll use it almost like a crust, um, in terms of like say like a a grilled salmon or something. They'll mm-hmm. make a crust with it. Get my chow. They'll incorporate it in different sauces for that nuttiness. Mm. Um, you know, people are, are experimenting using tea in a lot of different uh, cuisines, and chefs are doing so. Right. Interesting. So. Even if you cook, the whole the benefits should stay, right? If you yes. Use, oh yeah. wow. Okay. So. Crusted tea, give my mm-hmm. crusted. I'll send you that, Akiko. Okay. Why is it so much shopping? Yes. Okay. And uh, what about the? You mentioned gyokuro, so that's a premium. Yes, gyokuro is considered the finest of all green teas. Um, it, what's unique about it is, I'd probably say about three weeks prior to harvesting, mm-hmm. they put uh, shade grown. So mm-hmm. what happens is, uh, you know, there's a shade over it. The tea plant is looking for the sun there's mm-hmm. a lot more chlor- chlorophyll that comes and um what the result of that is it has a lot more umami mm. and sweetness in the taste of gyokuro oh wow so it's it's quite a bit much more a little bit more premium in price mm-hmm. because um, we have to create build the whole shades and yes yes and the labor but uh it's and it's a, it's a tea that generally is is served not as a daily tea i mean it's a little bit more a special for special occasions, or, mm-hmm. you know, when guests come. Um, and it's also served in a smaller kusu, a smaller teapot, mm-hmm. and in smaller portions. And traditionally um, brewed with a lower temperature oh, as okay. well. It's because it's more delicate. Yes, a little more delicate. But, you know, I think what uh, is really unique is the, the very umami sweetness mm-hmm. for the gyokuro. Okay, <clears throat> right. Oh, right. And uh, and it's translated as jade dew. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay, so, right. Yes. Right. It's very fine, good-looking, beautiful color, too. Yes. So that's gyokuro. And uh, so one thing I heard, that people like kukicha, too. Yeah, kukicha is a little bit more of a casual tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, kuki means stem. So it's sort of a also a nice sort of all-around classic tea. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not as uh, considered as premium as, uh, let's say, the gyokuro in terms of the hierarchy. Mm. But... Uh, on its own, it, it really is. It's a it's a fun tea. Right, it's like it's a roastier. Yes, like cheaper. Yes. Yeah, like it's a little bit more approachable price point wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these teas are available, of course, on itoen.com. But uh, so we do, uh, you know, suggest that people sort of explore mm. all the different teas and right. for different occasions. Mm. Well, it's interesting because it's more diverse uh, yes. compared to coffee. Yes. So, and what's interesting is um, many people are not aware, but you know, all tea comes from one plant, which is the Camellia sinensis. Mm. And it's just how it's processed and where it's um, grown in the terroir and so forth that impacts the mm. different varieties of tea. Right. Whereas, well, that's interesting because uh, I was going to ask, the difference between Japanese tea and Chinese tea, they are different way to process it? Well, I, what's really specific to Japan is the green tea is steamed, mm. whereas in China that's usually sort of more pan-fried green teas. Okay. Um, and, of course, they're much more known for their ferment, um, semi-fermented teas, which are the oolong teas. Mm. Um, and, of course, black teas are fully oxidized 
whereas oolongs are semi-oxidized, whereas Japanese green teas, what is specific again to Japan is that they are steamed right after harvesting to stop mm. the oxidation, right. which is why it makes it far more fragile in taste and a lot more fresher, I'd have to say. Um, I often compare it to almost like a fresh vegetable. Mm. Um, you know, there's a real freshness about the Japanese okay. uh, green teas right. for so, the steaming right. uh, Versus process. Versus the nutty, uh, toasty flavor. It's more. Right. Okay. That's interesting. And so the now, the matcha, I think we have to talk about <laughs> matcha, definitely. Because <laughs> right. uh, I heard the sales of matcha is, in particular, is growing fast out of the whole green tea market, and uh, I found some data. So, U.S. retail sales of matcha surged fifty-five percent in two thousand fourteen, and sales of ready-to-drink matcha products leaped two hundred fifty-three percent in the same year. So, the base figure, of course, is small, but it's still a significant increase. So. Uh, why do you think matcha is so popular, first of all? Well, it's interesting. I mean, it really is matcha madness today. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, as, as people are enjoying green tea, um, matcha, of course, is a finely milled green tea powder mm-hmm. made from the tencha leaves. Mm-hmm. And what's unique to matcha is that you whisk it and you consume the entire tea leaf. Mm-hmm. So you ingest everything versus, let's say, uh, brewing a leaf tea where you steep mm-hmm. and you brew your tea and then you discard the tea leaves. Uh, with matcha, you consume the entire right. aspect of the tea. Mm. So I think people are really enjoying the fact that they're getting the vitality and the full benefits of that tea leaf. Mm. Um, they're also enjoying just that very fresh, green, grassy, herbaceous taste of matcha. Mm. And people are, you know, smoothies are really big. Uh, people are incorporating mm-hmm. matcha in a lot of their health drinks. Right, because it's a sweet and bitter balanced in right. smoothies. Right, so they'll, you know, we have a lot of our customers who really enjoy, you know, incorporating it into their into their beverages, also whisking their matcha every day mm. as sort of a ritual. Why with, not? With uh, bamboo whisk, <laughs> chasen, and people, why not? It's just delicious. Mm. And I always like to say it's like enjoying a cup of nature. Mm. You really feel like you're... Enjoying that beautiful experience of being out in nature. Right. It really is. So what I understand is that, well, um, correct me if I'm wrong, so the uh, gyokuro we talked about, so it uh, grew, grew in the shade in the last couple months before harvest, and the matcha is the same, but it's powdered. Right. So for the gyokuro, when it's shade-grown, there's the, the tension leaves, and, of course, then, you know, you're, you're consuming the leaves because mm-hmm. you're steeping the tea leaves, mm. whereas with matcha, it's taken the additional step mm. of uh, stone ground or finally milling it into a powder. Mm-hmm. And the matcha was first uh, introduced through the Japanese tea ceremony, the chado. And that's, ironically, in Japan, they first started drinking more powdered tea than leaf teas, and they eventually evolved into leaf teas. Okay, But, um, you know, we're seeing that, I think, in the modern... We, we have a brand called Matcha Love, and we say it's a modern take on an ancient ritual. Mm. So we're introducing matcha into uh, sort of your daily ritual, however you enjoy it, mm. whether you want to whisk it, want to add it to your smoothie, whether or not you even want to cook with it. Mm. We just introduce a culinary matcha, and a lot of people are, again, uh, incorporating matcha into their baking and cooking. Mm-hmm. Right, so the culinary matcha, it's just, you know, like gyokuro is powder, that's like matcha, it's really expensive, but the culinary matcha is kind of a 
little less expensive version of it? Well, the culinary matcha, right, it, it's a little bit more of a sort of a, a, a food grade that you can use daily. It's still a, a high quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, comparative to the ceremonial matchas, which we also offer, there's, uh, which are, we have like the koicha, mm-hmm. which is the, in tea ceremony, it's used for thick tea, mm-hmm. and the usucha, thin tea. But we, again, have the culinary matcha, which is a little bit more sort of approachable on a daily, mm-hmm. for daily use. Right. Okay. So maybe uh, the, the same way that it's made, but it's less quality leaves? Or? Well, the, the one step in terms of culinary matcha is, um, whereas the tencha leaves, which I mentioned, which is part of the process to make the gyokuro tea leaves mm-hmm. and the ceremonial tea leaves, um, which are ground, um, with the culinary matcha, there, the, the one step is we really do not um, uh, shade grow. Oh, it's okay. still a premium tea leaf, right. high quality, 100% authentic, mm. pure Japanese tea leaves. Um, and it, you know, it still has a wonderful herbaceous right. taste. Right, but does and, it make sense? Because a delicate umami, you don't need if you cook with some other ingredients. Right, right. right. Okay, that's perfect. All right, and then, um, so the matcha, I heard, uh, like, it's like a wine. And the traditional tea houses blend different leaves to make uh, one type of matcha, like... You know, um, each tea house blends different leaves from different fields from the same year, and each blend has like a poetic name. Well, it's interesting because, yes, we have a, a number of different um, matchas. You know, you have to understand the tea leaf is a natural product, so mm-hmm. based on the year, almost from different harvests, and the, the weather has a lot to do with it, even in when shincha is being picked, you know, based on the season, mm-hmm. um, the time, I mean, generally. Uh, the first shincha is picked at the 88th day after the spring equinox. They call mm. it hachiju hachiya. Right. But a lot of that does impact, um, you know, in subtle ways, the different mm. tea leaves. Um, so 88 nights. Hachiju hachiya. Right. Yes. <laughs> Romantic. Right. But uh, back to the naming. Yes, uh, <clears throat> we have a number of Japanese uh, Machas that have been named specifically by the Udasenke, mm. which is a school of Japanese tea ceremony, mm-hmm. the Udasenke. Mm-hmm. And so they, they've sort of been um, given a special name for the type of the different mm. matcha. Mm. Okay. Uh, so it's just like a specific blended wine kind of. Yes. and But what's interesting with the difference in wines are... Whereas wines, you will have a different vine for, let's say, the Chardonnay mm-hmm. grape right. or the uh, Cabernet grape. And again, going back to uh, tea, it's mm-hmm. the one plant, right. Camellia sinensis. Just one just, variety. Right. And it's just how it's processed mm. and the areas in which it's grown. Interesting. <clears throat> okay. So... Um, when we talk about matcha, we have to talk about tea ceremony, which you mentioned a couple of times. So for listeners who don't know anything about tea ceremony, what is that? <laughs> well, <clears throat> it's a more uh, Japanese uh, ritual of preparing um, the Japanese matcha, mm-hmm. but it's also about it's sort of an art form which was influenced through Zen Buddhism. Mm. And uh, it's part of introducing, of course, you know, having the hospitality but uh, in learning Japanese tea ceremony, chado, translated the way of tea, um, there's a lot of meaning mm-hmm. and um, between all the movements, 
all aspects of uh, everything from the arrival, from the flower arrangement in the room. It's it's very seasonal, mm-hmm. and uh, even the tea bowls. So there's a lot of uh, how would you say learning the whole preparation, the ritual of uh, serving a bowl of matcha mm. to your guests, nice. but also engaging in conversation. Mm. So it sounds like it's a hostility ceremony. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. And do you know when it started? It has a long history. Well, first, I mean, it was first introduced in the 8th century, but um, I think what's interesting is that at the time, in the Japanese chashitsu, which mm-hmm. is the Japanese tea, tea room, house, right. there was an entrance called the nijiriguchi, which mm-hmm. is a three-foot-by-three-foot three entryway. And part of it was sort of disconnecting to your outside world and kind of going mm. into this separate realm. And um, Japanese, um, the samurais used to go there to mm. drink tea before they would go out into battle mm. to kind of um, have a sense of relaxation, uh, purification of the mind, and so forth. And so that has evolved over mm. the years. and. Today, Japanese tea ceremony can be experienced even in a much more casual setting. But that was originally the history. Mm. Um, But it's interesting because now every day we have a very stressful life. And if we had a little tea room and then just go in and meditate, have a tea ceremony. Yes, yes. Which is, I have to say, probably a lot of the reasons why we are seeing such a um, pleasure for people to with their own cup of matcha. Mm. You know, we have a lot of uh, our customers say they just really enjoy running with whisking their matcha and taking a moment to themselves uh, to sort of regroup and mm. sort of disconnect from the, stre- the everyday stress. Right. But, uh, you know, originally the Zen monks who had brought it in um, to this country, and uh, there's so much influence, I have to say, on all levels um, from the art- artisans of creating the tea bowls mm. to the uh, beautiful calligraphy that's hanging in the tokonoma, which is in the, the tea room. Mm-hmm, the background. Um, right. right. And, you know, very connected to the seasons. Mm. And uh, flowers. Yes. Vigibana. Right. Okay. So it sounds like old history, but it sounds like also uh, something people practice yoga may enjoy it. Kind of very, very much spiritual. so. Very much so. I think it's all very kind of interconnected. Mm. So as people are really thinking about their overall health and wellness, mm. and I mean from body to to mind and spirit, um, it just tea is such a natural sort of a, um, connection to that lifestyle. Right, and also chemically speaking, also that L-theanine. Yes also makes you calm down. So. Very much so. Right. And the fact that it's natural. Mm. Do you know any place we can uh, learn tea ceremony in New York? Well, I do know there's Urasenke here in uh, New York City. Mm. And it was it's actually housed in the uh, former uh, studio of uh, Mark Rothko, the artist. Oh, wow. And it's a um, historical landmark. Mm. But they do have, and you can experience, I think once a month they actually open it up oh, to... Wow. Um, to the public, mm. but it is something that I would highly ex- recommend experiencing. Okay, once. well, we have to find out, so I'll post yes. it on my yes. show page. Please do, okay. but for teas, do come to itoen.com. That's definitely where we have our full range of all incredible, authentic Japanese green teas, right, leaf and matcha. Right. So, uh, so before we finish, so 
Could you tell us uh, how to make a best cup of green tea in the house? <laughs> well, most important, of course, is starting with a good quality green tea leaf. Mm-hmm. And you have to ensure that it is fresh. Um, you know, tea does have a lifespan. Mm-hmm. So you can have it in your cupboard for two years. You'd right. be sure, and I highly recommend purchasing tea a little bit more as you use it. Mm-hmm. But most important is the water temperature. And I mm-hmm. think the biggest mistakes... Um, customers make is the fact that they use a boiling water right. for green tea. Mm, which is probably like 200 uh, right. or more. Right? right, but you need to do your, your green teas at more of a lower temperature. We recommend, let's say, 185. Mm. Some of the higher grades, even a lower, 175. Mm. Uh, your gokuros are even at a lower temperature. Um, but green tea, because it was steamed, it's a much more fragile tea. Mm. Um, you cannot treat it as if it were black tea, which is a fully oxidized mm. tea. So that is key very important mm. to remember okay right so uh serving vessels what kind of well the traditional for japanese green tea is of course the kyusu mm-hmm. and um uh, unlike the western teapots which are larger where you may steep a big pot of tea uh, with japanese green tea mm. you steep it um several times so you may have a small kyusu mm-hmm. which so has it's almost a, like a barely two cups of right, small right. tea. So it has a handle to the side. But you would um, do several steepings with the same tea leaf. Mm. And you would pour it um, into the different, let's say you have guests and you have three cups. Mm-hmm. And you would evenly distribute the tea that you steep. Right. Evenly, yes. Right. Whereas maybe a Western Lot of lot tea you may fill one cup and go to the next and fill the uh, second cup. <laughs> right. um, you have to go through circles. Yes, yes, you go through circles. And most important is going to the very last drop. Mm. In Japanese, we say saigo no iteki, which is ensuring that the very last drop of that infusion is poured mm. so it doesn't affect the second steeping of your tea. Ah, that's profound. Well, <laughs> Leave it to the Japanese. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's wonderful. Okay. So uh, thank you for joining us today, Rona. Oh, thank you so much, Akiko. It was a pleasure. Well, hopefully this is the first time. Please come back. Oh, would love to. Thank you so much. Right. So listeners, if you'd like to know more about Rona's work, uh, please visit itoen.com. It's I-T-O-E-N.com. And if you have any questions or comments about the show, please contact us at heritageradionetwork.org. And by the way, we recently launched a beautiful new website, so please visit our page, Japan Eats. And uh, today's show was made possible by Corinne, and our engineer is David uh, Tatasiore. And Japan is live at 3 p.m. on Mondays and always available at heritageradionetwork.org, iTunes, and Stitcher Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org you can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the itunes store by searching heritage radio network you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at heritage underscore radio you can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org heritage radio network is a 501c3 non-profit to donate and become a member visit our website today thanks for listening